Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. Let us stand to our feet this morning to give the worship of the Lord. You know, I woke up this morning realizing one very important thing. I woke up this morning and realized that God loved me. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No matter how many times I make my family mad at me, I'm awesome, buddy. No matter how many times I get mad at myself, Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? No matter how many times I mess up and fail, sometimes I might say the wrong thing or think the wrong thing. I woke up this morning realizing God still loves me. With your wife, with your husband, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, no one loves you like God loves you. Amen. Amen. See, because the Bible says that God loves you more than even a brother. That God even sticks closer than you. He will never leave you or abandon you, no matter what you do to him, no matter how horrible you are to him. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never say, oops, you've done too much now. I can't be around you anymore. Come on. Oops, I can't handle you anymore. I can't deal with you anymore. You're just too much for me right now. <laughs> Come on, I'm talking to somebody this morning. But see, God says, I love you with an unending love. I love you with an unfailing love. My love for you, it goes above the heights of the heavens. My love for you goes above everything you can imagine or even begin to believe. This morning, I want us to just do, as we worship the Lord this morning in this house, just begin to remind ourselves and worship Him for His love. Worship Him for His love to you. And as you worship Him this morning, you know what that is? It's just a measure of your love back to God. That's all that it is. It's just you saying, God, I love you enough to worship you in this house. I love you enough to say, dear Lord, receive my worship. Amen? Let us worship the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come into this house this morning to give you honor, to give you glory, to give you love. Lord, right now, have your will and way in this house. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give unto the Lord. Again, in just a few moments, really just a, a couple minutes from now, we're going to be joining in prayer uh, with Church of God around the world, around the country. Uh, our general overseer has called for every Church of God at 11 o'clock uh, to come together and to pray for Ukraine and uh, the war that is taking place over there. Uh, I'm not in any position to state anything political, uh, nor am I in a position that I even want to. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, God loves you. God loves people. Let me say it again. God loves you. God loves people. He loves all people. Amen. Amen. Pastor, what about the horrible mean ones? God loves all people. What about the evil man? God loves all people. It's kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around that, but God loves all. God loves everyone. And so in the midst of what's happening and in the tragedy that's taking place, my heart is the same as God. God, you love these people. Amen. So right now, let your grace, mercy, and love be ever present in that situation. Amen. To your people. Can we just stand right now? It is 11 o'clock. We're going to be joining the churches of God throughout the world. And we are going to be praying right now for Ukraine. If you have such a prayer, please pray uh, a decree over the atmosphere. Uh, uh, you know that what what uh, you know, what we desire to see happen, and God's love should be manifested in that place. Let us all pray together. Heavenly Father, right now we come to you on behalf of Ukraine. Father God, we come to you on behalf of all those who are living in that war-torn region. Father God, we pray right now for uh, all the people, Father God, whether they be ethnic Ukrainian or whether they be of some other ethnicity. Father God, we pray right now that you can just begin to bring a divine protection upon that area of the world. Father God, we ask right now that you will release your favor, oh Father God, in that region that Lord, all your people there, oh Father God, that they may receive protection, that they may receive, oh Father God, your goodness and your grace, even in the midst of chaos and tragedy. Father God, I pray right now, Lord, for all those who do not know you and that are in that region right now. Father God, there is a major fear of death. There is a major fear of, of losing of life. But Father God, we know that you have come to give life and that more abundantly. And Father God, right now we pray for those who do not know you or have a relationship with you, that Lord, right now, even in the midst of war, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of tragedy, that Lord, 
your voice to them, calling out to them, will be heard. And then, Lord, they will fall to their knees and receive you as the Lord and Savior of their life. Father God, we now pray for all of those who already have a relationship with you. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, that you would just, uh, again, give them wisdom, give them guidance, oh, Father God. Let them know the right way to go, the right path to take. That, Father God, they may walk in goodness and grace, and the Lord, they shall not see loss of life nor injury in Jesus' name. Lord, I rebuke the enemy, I rebuke Satan and all his attacks right now upon these people. Father God, we know that this is a spiritual warfare, and right now, Father God, we stand in unison with all the people of God across this world, across this nation, and praise the Ukrainian people, the Russian people, all the people in that area, and Lord, you will bring, oh Father God, peace into that region. That Father God, you bring healing into that region. That Father God, right now, we rebuke the enemy, we rebuke all the demonic attacks in Jesus' name. We pray right now that Lord, you will just do what asking you, Father God, release, oh Father God, the grace into that region. And that Father God, all the in Jesus' name. But Lord, we know that you are God, that you are more powerful than the enemy. We know, Father God, that created a new world in us, that we that is in the world. And Father God, we speak into the atmosphere, we speak to the power of the power of the air, we speak to that prince right now, and we say, be gone in Jesus' name. Satan, get behind us in Jesus' name. We That Lord, you will turn all of it around for your glory. Lord, what the enemy has brought for harm, what the enemy has brought for destruction, what the devil thought he was going to start to destroy God's people, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, we declare there's coming a turnaround. And Lord, that area is going to become more Christian, that area is going to become more with born again believers than any other country across the globe. Because Lord, right now, we know that what you are going to do when you turn all things around is going to be marvelous. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. But Lord, you are the wonderful. You are the great I am. And so, Father God, right now, we believe in you for a turnaround. A turnaround in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
release that turnaround. Even now, by our prayers, be good to the people of Ukraine. Be good to the people of Poland, the people of Romania, the people of Hungary, the people of Belarus. Lord, be good to the people of Russia, oh Father God. And Lord, right now, let your love surround them. Even in the midst of all the trouble, let your love surround them. Comfort them. Give them peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated in the house this morning. Inviting up Sister uh, Karen in just a few moments. She has a great testimony. Amen. And we are going to have time for her to share that testimony. But before we do, I want to speak just a little bit. If you will get your pastor some time, just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. And then we're going to give the floor over to Sister Karen, and she is going to release her testimony. And I believe that it is going to be uh, inspiring to Amen. you. I yes. believe you are going to be moved by her testimony. Um, but I want to go really quick to Revelation chapter 19, if you will. Revelation. Chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I should have brought my Bible that had a bigger letters in it. That's a sign when you're getting older, I guess. Sign and all of a sudden you can't see. I used to always like the Bible. Small Bibles, you know what I'm talking about, y'all? Yeah. Small. They yeah, used to think that that was the cool thing to do. You know, they had a small Bible. So that was, you know, I just walk around uh, and preach with a small Bible. But one thing I've learned with small Bibles is that small Bibles also have small friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know why. I know why. I told you Revelation chapter 19, didn't I? Yes. Didn't I? You know, I, I, I meant to say, always go by what I mean to say, not what I actually <laughs> What I meant to say was Revelation chapter 12. That's what I meant to say. Revelation chapter 12. <coughs> Revelation chapter 12. My apologies to you. But Revelation chapter oh, see there it is. I found it. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 12, verse, verse number verse number 10. Let's begin with verse number 10. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now John is again at this point, he was writing the letter of Revelation. John 
It is literally on an island. On an island called Patmos. Uh, for those of you who are interested in geography, uh, Patmos is the island uh, off the Mediterranean Sea. It's in the Mediterranean Sea. It's surrounded by the Mediterranean Sea. And it's off of uh, the coast of Greece. Um, and it is a basically. It, it's, it's, I, I wish I could tell you that this island was, you know, a, a nice, beautiful resort kind of island, kind of like the Bahamas, you know, uh, you know, where you, know, you go and, and you can relax in, you know, beautiful waters. And, but unfortunately, this this is really not as much of an island as it is a rock prison, um, and, and it was a place where they literally sent prisoners to be um, to go there to for hard labor. And in fact, a lot of the prisoners that went to the island of Patmos never made it back home. Um, many of them perished there. The water, you know, you think, oh, it's about the Mediterranean Sea. The Mediterranean Sea is so beautiful. You see pictures, you know, off the coast of Spain and Portugal and how beautiful off the coast of France and it's pretty. Uh, but when you get to the, where the island of Patmos is, the water there is very rough, uh, very harsh. Uh, and again, there's no beaches. Uh, it's not uh, the beautiful, picturesque scene that you would uh, imagine when you think of an island in the Mediterranean. But nonetheless, this is where John was. And John was there because he was considered to be a, a, a criminal in the sense that he preached Jesus, that he was a criminal, that he was sent to Patmos on a criminal island to be among all the criminals that were there in Patmos. This was his prison. And he was set there only because he believed in Jesus. He preached Jesus. And because of that, they sent him to prison on an island called Patmos. But while he was there, God opened visions before him and gave him visions of glory. Amen. Vision Amen. I want to tell the church this morning, if I can, that sometimes when you find yourself in the most difficult place in your life, that's when God is going to open up visions before you. Amen. Sometimes when you find yourself in the worst place in your life and you think to yourself, God, how did I ever get here? Right. Don't be ashamed of that place. Amen. You seek God and in that place. I, I, I love one of, one of the things I love is Revelation chapter 1, where it says in the very beginning of his vision, he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You see what John was doing? Even in the midst of the most horrific place he could ever find himself in, he was from Galilee, a beautiful area in Jerusalem and Israel. You know, beautiful trees, palm trees, beautiful gardens. But now he finds himself on a rock prison. And I'm sure he could have looked at himself and said, how did I ever get here? What did I do to deserve this? Am I talking to somebody this morning? But instead, John, on the Lord's day, 
he was in the spirit, which means that he was literally in worship and in prayer to God. Amen. All right, saying, if you just, in, even in the worst place of your life, yes, worship Lord. God, seek God, pray, call out to God. I want to tell you, saints, that if you do that, the Spirit of the Lord will lift you up Amen. to a higher place. He will Hallelujah. lift you up to a greater elevation. While your physical body may still be in that place, John was elevated to a spiritual place of glory Amen. that was above beautiful, beyond gorgeous, than what he was ever in in the physical. Amen. See, God, I know, and this I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this because in the world we're living in today, we are seeing such tragedy, such such issues, so many bad things going on. If it's not the pandemic, if, it, if it's not war, if it's not uh, a famine going on, if it's not uh, all the hungry children all over the place, if it's not all the other issues that we see, if it's not even in our own country with protests and 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 and, and, and laws being made to silence people, if it all over we're seeing this, and we can look at ourselves and say, how did we ever end up here? And I want to say, seek God, worship yeah, yeah. God, Amen. and God will lift you up. Amen. John was in this vision, and here in Revelation 12, he says, verse 10, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. He was seeing a vision in heaven, in, in, in heaven, he heard a loud voice. That voice was none other than the voice of God. And it says, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. I want to say that again, church. I wish I had some people who were excited about the word of God. It says, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Yes, Let's say that again. Now is come. Somebody say now. Now. I, in other words, I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking right. about now. yesterday. I'm talking yeah. about now. Yeah. He yeah. says, now is come. Let me say it again. Now is come. Are you with me? Saying yeah. right now is this. It has come. It is come. So right now yeah. is this. What is the this that is present right now? Yeah. What is the this that is here in the world right now? What is the this that you and I have access to right now? What is the this that you and I are authorized by the anointing of Christ to, to, to uh, release into the world that we're living in? What is the this? What is the now? It is this. He says, now is come salvation. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Now is come salvation. I want to tell you, saints, there is nothing greater than the salvation of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what saddens me the most when I think about this war? It saddens me. I'm not here to preach about. Killing the fence, but it's just, it just all, all of this is happening. It's just, it just causes me to, to, to literally inside of me begin to begin to cry out because what saddens me the most 
yes. because they are not saved. That's right. I'm sorry if you don't like what I'm about to say, but when you die, there's only two places. Two right. places you go. When you die, you either go into heaven or you go into hell. Yes, yes, yes. There is, there is no middle ground. There is no place for, because I'm good enough. Can't I go to a halfway decent place? No. When you die, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. And the only way you know which one you're getting to is if you have a right relationship with Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. It's not about how good a person you are. It's not about how nice you were to other people. It's not about whether you gave money to other people. It's not about whether you gave things to other people. The only way you know if you're going to heaven or if you're going to hell is by your relationship with Jesus. Nothing else you do in this world now. And praise God that he says, now God spoke out of heaven and John heard and God said, now is come salvation. There is salvation available for any and all who come to Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. Hallelujah. I want to tell you saints today, now is come salvation. This is that which the prophets of the Old Testament were seeking after. This is that which all the kings of David and Solomon, they were all looking forward to. But now is come the salvation of Jesus Christ for all people. Yes, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Salvation yes. is available for all people, even yes. the bad ones, Pastor. Amen. Yes. Even the mean ones. Yes. Even the not so nice ones. Yes. I, listen, I may be preaching some basic foundation, but church, now is the day of salvation. Yes. Paul said this in Second Corinthians chapter six when he said, "Now is the day of salvation. Amen. Now is the time." For the favor of the Amen. Lord. Amen. You don't know what you have tomorrow, church. That's right. That's right. Amen. You have no idea. Amen. But now is salvation. Amen. Now has come salvation. What else do we have right now? And strength. Now has come salvation and strength. Amen. When I was in high school, teenager, one of the first scripture verses, youth, that I had to memorize, you wonder what it was? I got a good teenager right here for me. You wonder what, what that scripture verse was? One of the first ones I had to memorize, after John 3 16, of course. One of the first ones I had to memorize was Philippians 4 13. Who thinks they know what that one says? Philippians 4.13 I can do all things You know what I love about that scripture? It doesn't say I, you can do most things 
you can do those things which is in your talents and abilities to do this. You can do those things which you have a, a, a short mind to do because you have the understanding for it. But if you don't have the understanding, you can't do it. But if you have the understanding, you can do it. No. He says, now you can do all things through Christ who gives you you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Why? Because now is come strength. God gives you strength. I want to tell you, when you are in your situation and you don't know how you're going to get out of it, God will give you strength. When you are in the midst of that trial and you don't know how you're going to get through it, or you don't know how you're going to survive the pandemic, survive the trial, survive the war, God will give you strength. Hallelujah. God is your strength in the midst of hell. God is your strength in the midst of trouble. God is your strength. God is your refuge. God is your strong tower. God is the one you run into. God is the one you rest upon. You depend upon. You stand upon. He is your strength when you are weak. He is your strength when you are down. Hallelujah. Now is come strength. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, amen. What else do we got? It says, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom and the kingdom of our God. Yes, amen. Now is the kingdom of God. Now is the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm just traveling this road. Because you see, I'm not of this world. Yes, amen. Amen. I'm just a, a pilgrim. Amen. Traveling through. I heard a preacher one time say, Pack your suitcase. It's time to go. Well, I'm not here to tell you any dates or times or tell you when Jesus is coming back. But you know what? I do have my suitcase already packed. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot in it. Because I'm not of this world and I know everything I got is over there. So all everything I got is God. What I have in my suitcase is the grace of God. What I have in my suitcase is the, is the fame of God. What I have in my suitcase is the love of God. What I have in my suitcase is the power of God. What I have in my suitcase is the mercy of God. What I got in my suitcase is all that God has given me. Because all that God has given me is all that I need to go back up to God whenever He decides it's time. And whenever my time on this world is over, that's all I'm going to my 
journey is up, and when my journey is up, I'm not going to worry about what I'm taking with me. I'm going away because I'm not off this one. I'm just passing through. Because now is the kingdom of God. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now is not American supremacy. That's right. Oh, Lord, help me. I'll get to you. <laughs> not, 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 now is not Russian dominion. Amen. Now is not politics and politicians' <laughs> domain. Now is the kingdom of God. Amen. What else we got? You see, that's why saints know I'm not afraid when, 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 these, when all this is going on. You wonder why? Because I have come to realize that in the midst of all of this, my God is real. In the midst of all of this, my kingdom. The kingdom of God is real. Amen. And the kingdom of God far surpasses any right. kingdom on this earth. Amen. Amen. Well, what, but, but, but what about the communists? What, what about the communists? Guess what? God's kingdom is greater than the communists. Amen. Amen. But what about the anarchists? God's kingdom is greater than the anarchists. Yeah. Amen. Come on, I'm talking to somebody this morning. See, that's why the Bible says, fear not, only believe. Can I say Amen. this yes. Yes. Jesus himself came to yes. you and to me, and he says, fear yeah. not, only believe. I, I want to tell you, saints, no matter who in this world tries to take all the power unto himself, Caesar tried it, and Caesar is already gone. Napoleon tried it, and Napoleon is already gone. Hitler tried it, and Hitler is already gone. I want to tell you, saints, today, while the, while the grass may wither and the flower may fade, everything else is just well, here for a moment, and the moment passes, but the word of the Lord will live forever, and the the kingdom of God will last forever. There is no kingdom greater or stronger than the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So what do I have to fear? Nothing. Whom do I have to fear? No one. I'm preaching to somebody. Yes, amen. I got, I got to move on. We got to, we got to, we got to, we got to. Now, what else we got? Kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. Woo, hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Somebody say, "I got the power." I got the power. Not, 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 I gotta say it like that song. I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. Just out for somebody out this morning. Amen. Now, now has come the power of Christ. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. For you shall receive power 
after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you yes, to be my witnesses in all Jerusalem, Judea, and unto the other ends of the earth. Let us say it again. For you should receive what? You should power. receive power. 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 Let me write it again. For you should receive power. power. I wish I had some other people shouting it out. But for you should receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and yes, you should amen. be my witnesses in all Jerusalem, Judea, and all familiar and unto the uttermost ends of the earth. I'm going to tell you, saints, today, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. yes. Thank okay. God for Pentecost. Yes. I am a Pentecostal, and I am not ashamed amen. to say it. I am a Pentecostal, and I'm not ashamed to declare it. Why? Because I know that on the day when the Holy Ghost was released out of glory, and he came into the lives of all of God's children, I want to tell you, it's on that day that the church received power, and the people of God received power, and now is come the power of Christ unto the people of God. Now is come the power of Christ unto the people of God. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What up, we got? Oh, look at this. Look at this. This is good. This is good, saints. Stay with me. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down. Hallelujah. Which accused them before God day and night. Yes, amen. The accuser of the brethren is who's the greatest accuser there ever was. His name begins with an with an L and ends with an O. Lucifer. It can't be Larry. His name is Lucifer. We also have some other names for him. He goes by the name of Satan. He goes by the name of devil. He goes by the name Lucifer. Yes, amen. He is the accuser of the brethren. Amen. Because he's the one that always likes to come into your ear and say, you ain't good enough. Yeah. He always likes to say into your ear, into your spirit, into your heart, you are a loser. You are no good. People don't like you. People don't like you at all. People hate you. You, you don't have any money. You don't have any resources. You are poor. You are broken. You are nobody. You are despicable. Come on, somebody. Has the devil ever spoke that to you? Why you ever try to be friends with those people? They don't like you. Why do you ask the pastor to heal you? You can't get healed. It's a it's a medical disease. God can't heal you. Come on, somebody. Just you can when you die, you die. That's it. He's the accuser of the brethren, but now is come. I said, now is come. Yes, now is come. The accuser of the brethren is what? He is cast down. I want to say that again. Now is come. The accuser of the brethren is cast down. 
Hallelujah. Somebody say now. Now. He is cast out. He is cast out. Now. He is beneath my feet. Now I am over the devil. I am over Satan and all of his demonic horde. I have overcome. The accuser is cast down. And they overcame the accuser of his brother. Remember that? Now the accuser is cast down. Amen. Right? Remember that? Now the accuser of all of his lies and he is cast down. In other words, he is beneath your feet. You are over him. But how do yes, you amen. get over him? Right? How, how, how do you how do you climb to that level where he is beneath your feet and you can stop on the devil? How do you how do you get there? How do you get to that level? Look at what it says now, verse 9. And they overcame by the blood of the lamb. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Of the, lamb. Amen. the Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. The Lamb of God who went to Calvary's cross. You know yes, what? I know amen. we don't have a cross in this house, on the stage, but the Lamb of God who literally gave his own life and there on that cross, he spread out his arms as he allowed those Roman soldiers to take big old fat nails and literally with big old mallets, pound them right into the smack damn center of his hand. And they pounded nails, 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 nails into the middle of his hands. Verse this one, yes, then that one. Then they took, not his feet, they took his ankles. The soft spot. And they took big old fat nails with big mallets and they pounded the nail right into his feet. Yes, amen. Big old long one. In order to bring both feet together, to hold them together. Mm. And there, as they nailed him to that cross, they rose the cross. They lifted it up, and when they lifted it up and they dropped it into the hole, his whole body convulsed with pain. Oh, you cry whenever you get a small paper cut. You cry when you begin to bleed a little from a scar. Or an open wound. But the blood of Jesus flowed like a fountain out of every piece of his body, even as soldiers took spears and stabbed him side to side to side. Blood flowing, blood flowing, blood flowing. 
point of all that, good child? What's the point of Jesus going onto a cross and allowing? He could have stopped him at any moment. Yes, amen. He could have at any moment looked at those soldiers and said, Stop! And they would disappear. Jesus, at any minute, the Bible says, could have called down a legion, a host of angels. Amen. And when I say angels, I don't mean the pretty, the pretty cute ones with wings on the back. <laughs> I'm not talking about the guardian ones that I like say, oh, are you okay? I'm talking about warring angels. Amen. Amen. The warring angels like Michael, the archangel of the warring angels. Yes. He could have called 10,000 angels. Amen. At any moment. Yes, amen. But Jesus allowed them to crucify himself. Amen. So that the blood could flow. Pastor, I just don't understand why blood. I just don't understand why the blood. Why did the blood, why, why did Jesus have to have the blood flow? I don't understand the reason for the blood. Couldn't Jesus have saved in some other way? Why the blood? The book of Leviticus tells us. In the Old Testament, life is in the blood. Amen. Amen. Some of y'all. Amen. I said life is in the blood. Amen. Let me say it again. Life is in the blood. When Adam and Eve first sinned, you all know the story, right? You know, Adam free into the apple tree and and they bit the apple tree. And Eve, of course, you know. But Eve, of course, bit the apple first, you know. Yes, I she gave it to her, 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 her husband, Adam, you know, and, and he ate the apple as well. And I sure hope it was a good apple for them because, man, oh man, what it caused was not good Yeah, stuff. man. It's better than really tasty for what yeah. it all did to them. But they <coughs> ate the apple, of course, you remember that now they sinned, but now they got sinned. And the very first thing that Jesus, that God the Father did, when God the Father came down and said, what have you done? And he found them in the midst of their sin. The first thing that God the Father did, he said, you know what? Take those fig leaves off. I'm going to give you a proper covering. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. They covered themselves with fig leaves, but God said, take the fig leaves off. I have to give you a proper covering. The fig leaves ain't going to be sufficient no more. The fig leaves ain't going to be enough no more. The only thing that's going to cover your sin is going to be blood because life is in the
the blood. And that was when God killed the first animal. And from there, he took the skin, allowing the blood side of the skin to cut on their body and they cover themselves so the sin could be covered. I want to tell you, saints, nothing else can wash away your sin other than the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why I'll sing the old hymn time and time again. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank God for the blood of the Lamb that flowed from Calvary's tree and the light of today and still able to cover all your sins and give you life and life more abundantly. But now is come the blood of the Lamb. Did you catch that? Oh, thank God for the blood that was flowed on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. But that's not what my Bible says. My Bible says now. Somebody say now. Now. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. Are you trying to tell me that that blood from 2,000 years ago was still good blood? Nope. Because I'm not being forgiven of my sins by 2,000 year old blood. I'm not being covered by 2,000 year old blood. That's all that's equal. Come on, somebody. Yes, amen. That's what my Bible says. Now is come the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, saints, right now, the blood. That's why we're going to preach this. I'm going to preach this right here. I know I'm taking some time, but hear me, saints. That's why, that's why, hear me, saints, when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, I want to tell you, saints, they didn't go through. I, I, I know there's a whole lot of reasons. It was a Friday. It was a Sabbath. It was the next day. All the other excuses. But can I tell you prophetically why they had to get really fastened to putting him in the, into the tomb? Can I really tell you why, why they had to go so fast and kind of skip all of the embalming process that was around back in those days? See, back in those days, after you died, they actually took some time to allow the body and the blood to literally drain out as much as it could before all the blood dried up in the body and then they would embalm you but because they crucified him on Friday night Saturday was a Sabbath on earth in which they could do no work on the Sabbath they had to do it quickly that's why it was on the same exact night before the blood dried up in Jesus' body before the blood dried up, they already embalmed him and put him in the tomb. And that's why when Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible says, when they looked inside the tomb, when Peter and James and John looked inside the tomb, all they could find was the clothes around his body. Jesus was already gone. The body was already gone. Can I tell you, saints, why? It's because they did not. Because God said, the blood is never going to run dry. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. The blood is never going to Jesus died on that cross at Calvary, he never got to the place to where his body and the blood ran dry. Hallelujah. The blood is still running freely today. Now is come the blood of the Lamb. Now is the blood of the Lamb. 
So whenever you hear preachers say, share the gospel, what they're saying is, tell somebody the story of Jesus on the cross. Yes, hallelujah. That's all. That, that's exactly what that means. Nothing more fancy than that. Just breaking it down for you. Amen. I am not ashamed of the gospel. In other words, I'm not ashamed to tell people what Jesus did for me on the cross of John. Yes, amen. That's what Paul was saying. I'm not ashamed to speak out loud. Oh, but what if people don't like the story? Too bad for them. I'm going to tell the story. Because I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. I'm not ashamed to tell the story about the nails in his hands and the blood flowing. I'm not ashamed to tell the story about how Jesus was crucified for nothing. No crime, no penalty. He was put on the cross simply because he said, I am God's son. Yes, yes, yes. He said who he was, and for that they put him on the cross. Amen. Yes. Paul said, I am not ashamed of telling you that story. Because I know that that story, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it is the power. That story is the power. That story is powerful. Amen. That story is powerful. That story is powerful. There's been a lot of powerful movies lately. You know, you got Titanic. Some people say that was a powerful movie. You know, you, you know, people come out of the theaters and they say, wow, that was such a powerful movie. But can I tell you, Saints, there's a story more powerful yes, than anything any of these movie producers can ever come up with. There is a storyline that is so much more powerful than anything these directors can ever come up with. You know what? Uh, all those movies, everything, they may be okay, but I want to tell you, Saints, the story of Jesus Christ is far greater. Because only yes. that story can save yes, people from their sins. Only yes, that God. story can deliver you from hell. Only that story can literally take you out of the mighty hell that you find yourself in and put you back on a solid ground to stand. I want to tell you, saints, again, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation for all people. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
the old king, by the blood of the lamb, and by the word of the testimony. Revelation 19. That's a year that one of Revelation 19. Holy, holy, holy. Yeah. Revelation 19. Revelation 19 says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Right. Let me say it again. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. When you speak of Jesus, Amen. you got the spirit of prophecy all over you. Thank you. Let me say it again. When you speak of Jesus, you got the spirit of prophecy all over you. Amen. In other words, when you speak of Jesus, you're speaking the name that is from yesterday, today, and forever. Is that what the Bible says in the book of Thessalonians? It says that Jesus Christ is what? He is the same yesterday, today, and when you speak the name of Jesus, you're speaking the name that is powerful yesterday, that is powerful today, and that is powerful tomorrow. Hallelujah. When you speak the name of, your, of, of Jesus, you're speaking the name that brings life to people yesterday, to people today. And even to your grandchildren and great grandchildren. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. When you speak the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. In other words, even when death came upon them, even when they were, even when literally death was on their doorstep, literally people in Ukraine, literally death is right next to them. Yes, I know. But I want to say, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb Amen. and by the word of our testimony. Yes, Sister Amen. Amy, please come forward now. We have Sister Karen is here, and you know right now, the reason I wanted to share this before she came. Is because we overcome by the what? By the word of our testimony. Let me say it again. We overcome by the word of our testimony. But we overcome by the word of our testimony. Church, she has a testimony that I believe is going to inspire you, it's going to move you. Uh, and, and, and I pray, this is my prayer. That as she shares this testimony, this is the testimony again, by the word of your testimony, you overcome. You overcome death, you overcome, you overcome sickness, you overcome sin, you overcome uh, poverty, you overcome all, all of those, uh, all of the, the, the things the devil wants to do against you. You overcome by the word of your testimony. You speak your testimony. You speak. You know what the 
Bible says to confess the issue of the Spirit. Yes. It's about opening up your mouth, it's about speaking, it's about sharing. It's Amen. about, it's about, yes. it's about uh, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so she's going to share her testimony, and I hope this will inspire you to, when you leave this place, not only maybe share her testimony, but also even share your own testimony with somebody. Because we overcome by the word of our testimony. Amen. Amen. Glory. Oh. It is a blessing to be here by God. Amen. And I've always known that. I was raised in church. And I've known that. So here is my testimony. I woke up on a Friday morning and I went to work. I have a crossing guard with my mom. And the last thing I remember on that day was I said a car almost hit me. In that moment, my heart stopped, and I died. And so what I know now, because I know I've always known God has gotten me. He's always provided. There was a nurse who was able to come and do CPR. Little kids who don't normally stop and pay attention went and got help when my mom asked me to. Um, God allowed the right people to be there. I have been reassured every second of every breath I've had since is by God's grace. Because I had died and they had to do CPR and they had to use a, a machine on me and they took me to Bronson. And the cardiologist said numerous times that everybody I've met in this since had God not placed everybody right there, I would not be here today. Jesus. Because I'm dead and gone. And my first thought was I didn't have this big epiphany one because you know, I was told I died and I should have seen God. And so I called Pastor and I'm like, I just need to, you know, and he, you know, he spoke to me and I felt peace, but God reassured me. He has got me because yes. they don't know what happened. <laughs> but God's got me. Yes. Then I went to South Bronson. They took a look at every person. You know how lucky you are to be alive. You know what a miracle it is that you're even here. So then I get there, the cardiologist at Mother Earth in the Rapids said to me, he's like, I've never seen anybody like you. And I said, what do you mean? He said, people had seen that have survived this have brain damage. <laughs> and so in these days, my heart stopped and I died. And God literally brought me and allowed me to come back to life. And you can't even continue what I praise God for me to you. Well, I also have my brain. I remember that day after that moment of Friday, but that's okay because I'm telling you, God's got me. The, the comforter, they don't know what else to say, but He said it. And, and I echoed it. God had me. He said, He did it. It's a miracle. Yes. You are a miracle. Yes. And I knew that. I knew God's always got me. He loved me. He watched out for me. But I am literally a miracle because God loves me. And God allowed me to come bring me back to life because had not, had never, if everybody wasn't right there making quickly, I would not be here today. Jesus. Because God let them be there. They let the registered nurse be there. I did CPR. God allowed them to have I whatever machine so they could shock me. And the ambulance and I'm assuming got there because I said, I don't remember none of this. But you know what? I, my thought has been swerving. It's okay, God. I'm, whatever it is, because nothing matters but that salvation. Because that was the first thing you checked. You want to, don't think you've got it tomorrow. I've had no heart issues. I don't have high blood 
pressure, I have low blood pressure, which was a year to me that the heart did. But for whatever reason, my heart decided it was just going to stop. But by the grace of God, here I am. Yes. And everybody's not been there. I don't have, I don't have any blockages. I'm here because God put hands back in my lungs. I'm here because everybody he placed in my I can stand here and speak to you and function on my own because of God protected my brain and all of my everything. Take care of myself. People don't survive this. And when they do, there's damage. I'm not damaged. I'm sore and slow. Yes. And thank goodness they put something in me that God gave wisdom to men. That, that, that won't have to prevent it because they were concerned. They won't let me go home. I was in the hospital just a week. Because if you don't know what happened, how can you prevent it? And that was a cardiologist concerned. I just kept saying, you know, God brought me back for a reason. Amen. Told my husband, Amen. maybe we're meant to sell everything and go preach the word. And I'm going to tell my testimony to every single person that I have. And it's amazing how God has already used it. By the time I went from Kalamazoo to Grand Rapids, I got to share with my roommate. She's like, you're the one. And I'm like, I'm the one that kept alive. I'm the one who was here. So you, you, no matter what your age is, yes, people die every day. We don't know. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I didn't know I'd be sitting here either. That's not done with me. But I'm here because yeah. of God. Every breath I have the effect that my heart is beating. And started rebeating the Lord. It is only because of Jesus. My, my, again, I'm, I'm a great functioning and everything because of Jesus. Amazing. God is good. Amen. God is faithful and He loves us. There's no like people know before us. And I've always known that, but now I don't even think I can explain the past or put it in words to anybody. It's just a part of my life. I, I, I just can't. <laughs> my heart, every part because of Jesus. Yes. My every breath belongs to Jesus yes. because my body stopped. Trust the Lord. Serve the Lord. Surrender yourself every second of every day because you don't know what you're going to face. By God's grace, we survive and go through. And I'm here and I'm grateful. I want to say thank you, God. The Lord be the only thing you brought me back, back to life. Thank you, Jesus. My heart is beating. Thank you, my church, for everybody who prayed and stood with my mom and my husband and my kids as I died in front of them. But you know what? Luke even said, because he was there, he knew God would take care of him. He just prayed and trusted Jesus. So I'm looking forward to continuing sharing my testimony with all of you, especially with the people I get to see and tell them what the Lord has done. So yeah, by all means, share that. You know somebody who died literally, Jesus brought back to life. Father, thank you so much for the life that you have preserved and have given back to us. 
Lo venate a visitare sotto che lo si scrive a Allora non giura di vecchia, giura a nemici. Allora tengo il nuovo dolce di pietra di Dio. Allora è ascoltato che vi dirò che ci vuole di And the assurance we need to know that we are more than overcomers through Christ Jesus our Lord. We overcome by blood and by the word. Help us, Lord, to share our testimony with all those around us. For though we know that the days are getting near, the time is getting short, you are coming back soon. Lord, help us to make every day count. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I love you. God loves you.